Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 255. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. As always, I'm joined by one of the marvelous members of the Blueprint Live Online instructor crew. If you haven't gone over to check out what Blueprint Live Online is, Yet, what are you waiting for? Go to blueprintmcat.com and see how their live online course can keep you accountable. That's blueprintmcat.com. This week, we're gonna tackle the car section and tackle it without any outside knowledge. The Huns are back for some more MCAT podcasts. Oh my gosh, you can't get rid of me. Can't get rid of you. Um, <laughs> I, I'm learning. I've been actively recalling, actively learning uh, all types of fun information um, that we've we've been uh, learning in the last couple episodes. Hopefully utilizing that to make myself smarter. I think. No, not at all. I've actually, <laughs> I've lost brain cells. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the goal. Um one of the sections that doesn't require any learning, I, I love how we we uh, kind of bookend, not b- just at the tail end, of two great episodes about how to learn and retain information and, and how active learning, passive learning. And then we're going to do an episode where all of that goes out the window because you don't need to know any of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a nice, hey, remember what we just said? Don't worry about that. Don't worry no, about don't, it. Don't think about that. <laughs> Um, yeah, what are we? Uh, why do students get to throw this out the window? The car section, man. The, the car yeah. section is the section on the MCAT where outside knowledge hurts you, and you need to come in, uh, check your brain at the door, uh, and and just read and answer questions. Yeah, it's um again. Th- I, this is two episodes in a row, I think, where I'm just like saying things that are gonna get students throwing tomatoes at me, but like I freaking love cars um it was my favorite section when i was studying for and taking it um and it was it was my highest scoring section from my diagnostic all the way to like my my actual exam too so like i love cars so much probably because i had like an english teacher as a mom but um it's really it's it's a good one because it's just like you said there's no content that you really have to pull from it's an open book test so literally what i mean by that is every answer is in the passage um and it's like just this giant puzzle. Like, I think that's why I like it the most because it's zero emphasis on content and it is 100% critical thinking. So it's it's this fun game once you kind of approach it from that that angle. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that fun game. Uh, we've talked about the cars a bunch, the car section a bunch on here. 
And, and we're trying to come at it from a little bit of a different angle, maybe highlight some things that students maybe haven't thought about or heard um, or read uh, about in terms of prepping for the car section or doing well in the car section. I mean, my bright idea for something that nobody's ever heard about is read the passage backwards. <laughs> and, and if you can understand it backwards, you're going to be solid. Uh, I tried that with just a sentence and I was lost. So don't, don't do that. Sentence number one, no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> it's a waste of time. So what is your biggest trick that you teach with your, your students? Um, so I, I hate like calling them tips and tricks, uh, even though that is literally, I think the title of this is like, you know, MCAT cars tips um, because it, it, it like cheapens it. Right. And it feels like, ah, oh, if I just like do these little, these little hacks or something like that, then like, haha, that's all you need. Um, really like what cars is, is it is, well, I mean, it's, it's critical reading. Right. Um, but it's a skill and it's a skill that unfortunately a lot of us haven't practiced mm-hmm. up into like up until our, our MCAT prep days. Right. And then that's why cars comes through like a freaking freight train and just like, destroys a lot of students scores in that section right um because yeah we haven't done it and it's not like it's not like content hey do you have this thing memorized it is hey do you have this skill or not and like skills take a little bit more time to develop than just memorizing a couple formulas um i say all nonchalantly like oh just memorize some formulas whatever and like that in of itself is like a point of anxiety for a lot of students but yeah for for cars it's 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 no memorization. It's just sitting there and doing some critical thinking. So it's it's a ton of fun if you know how to approach it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. Let's step one. How do we approach this? Um, the first thing is to recognize that like <laughs> every sentence in cars has the potential to be important, but not every sentence is important, right? Um, so this kind of starts with highlight strategy. Um, and a lot of my students have never highlighted something before, or at least like not during an exam or anything like that. So we have blueprint, we push highlight strategy a lot. In fact, I, I, I mean, before I was with blueprint, super awesome. I was in a couple other different test prep organizations and, um, ubiquitously highlighting across the board is, is a, is a, a recommended skill. Right. And a lot of students don't do that. The problem that I see a lot of students doing is they over highlight like everything. Um, and this might be showing my age, but to quote the Incredibles, uh, when, when everything is highlighted, nothing is highlighted. Right. And so that's the first thing is, um, don't over highlight, even though it feels like oh, I should be highlighting this important information. Um, what me and my, uh, one of my buddies uh, that I teach with Ollie, uh, usually like to recommend to students. And like, we are an extreme end of the spectrum when it comes to highlighting, we're like super minimalists. Um, and what he likes to tell people is to, in every paragraph, ask yourself after you read it, what was the main idea of that paragraph? And then find one sentence that exemplifies that. And that's the only thing you're allowed to highlight. One sentence. That's it. Um, <laughs> no it's more, a pretty, no less. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty extreme method. But um, I think like for students who have never done highlighting before or like struggling with cars and finding like those main ideas and like what the, what what this passage is talking about, it's a really good like it's a really good way to like kind of tie your hands behind your back and be like, okay, like I'm forced to pick one sentence here. I can't highlight all over the place. Like what is the main idea? And that really helps you kind of hone in on like what a paragraph or a passage is telling you. Um, so that's, I think the first one is a, get your highlighting skills uh, up to par and B don't over highlight. Just look for those main ideas. Okay. So as you're, as you're going through the passage, you get to the end, you go, okay, what was the main point of that? that paragraph that I just read, 
I'm lost at that point. Like, <laughs> how do we even figure that out? Yeah, so a lot of the times, the issue with cars isn't, oh, hey, I focused on the wrong idea, right? Like, they were talking about the history of tennis, and I just really focused on that sentence or two where they described racket strength or whatever, right? Um, very rarely, that's not the case. Or usually, that's not the case. That is a very rare instance. Mm-hmm. Um, what ends up tripping up a lot of students is just comprehension of really opaque and obtuse, like, sentence structure, especially like I'm looking at you uh, psychology or not psychology philosophy passages. Like those are absurd. And all those authors are paid by the word, right? So usually four sentences that are all roundabout wrong run on sentences uh, can be summed up in like this person does not like this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to just like comprehending the words on the page, what I just did is usually the first thing that I try to teach students is, rephrasing and simplifying, like boiling a sentence down to its like base constituent parts of like, okay, what are they talking about here? What is the important part? And just like rephrase it into simpler words. Um, just like last week's episode where we were talking about like active versus passive. Um, and you know what, even the week before that, when we were talking about memory and retention, all this stuff is related. Like our brains are super selfish and it doesn't like the way that these AMC passages are written. It likes the way that you talk. It likes the words that you use. So anytime you can read a sentence, even if you're literally going one sentence at a time, if you can read a sentence and just go, okay, what the heck did they say in this? Well, basically said that they said that this thing that people do is bad, right? Cool. Moving on. And so like, that is a really good way to sentence by sentence, dissect a passage in cars, especially those really complicated ones. Mm -hmm. And just make sure that you get the number one important thing, which is comprehension. You're understanding the words on the page because like we said in the beginning, Ryan, like, Cars is an open book test, but if you can't read the book, it's kind of tr- problematic, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is very problematic. Um, so come to the car section with no outside knowledge. That helps. Yep. Read each of the, the paragraphs. Try to figure out what the best uh, sentence from that paragraph is to, to kind of bring home the message of that paragraph, highlight that. What about when it comes to answering the questions, right? Our brain has wandered, hopefully not too much, through four or five paragraphs, however many paragraphs, and then we get to the questions, and you go, this question doesn't seem like anything I just read about. (laughs) How, How do we keep in the mindset of of trying to remember everything I just read, what I highlighted, and then you get to the questions and it doesn't seem like they're relating to the same passage. Yeah, uh, it sounds like you're describing one of those skill three, like reasoning beyond the text questions, um, which I just whipped out a whole bunch of uh, like test prep jargon and vernacular. Um, it, we, we go through all this in the classes and everything like that, but essentially there's three different skills for cars that the AMC and th- those come from the AMC. They go, these are the skills that we are testing for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, number one, foundations and comprehension. Number two, reasoning within the text. Number three, reasoning beyond the text. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go through all the different like question types and help students kind of categorize them and come up with like strategies for approaching them. But it sounds like you're talking about those skill three where it's like, I'm going to bring in some just completely random stuff that had nothing to do with the passage. And like, you're going to have to, apply the passage to this new information. Um, And those are typically some of the more challenging questions for students, right? Uh, And the thing is, we just said a couple seconds ago that the passages are usually obtuse and opaque and hard to read, right? That's not the only place that the MCAT can be really mean when it comes to writing. Like, 
the questions are off, often obtuse and opaque and difficult yeah. to read and understand. Heck, sometimes the answers are like, what the heck are these answers? Yeah. Uh, A and B are the exact same thing, right? C and D are total opposite. Like what's going on here? Yeah. So everything is fair game to be overly complicated. And the same kind of strategy of like rephrasing it can really help, right? Usually, um, and I go through this with my tutoring students, and even my, my, my classroom students in our live online, Usually in the questions, just like in the passages, there's like one thing or two things that you can highlight to be like, okay, this is what it's really talking about. Mm -hmm. You can do the exact same thing with questions, right? What is this? I have a paragraph that is a question, right? It's four lines deep. What the heck are they actually talking about? Oh, it's right here in this last sentence. They want to know, you know, chronologically when this event occurred or something like that. Um, So you can simplify those down too. Um, Something that a lot of students tend to struggle with are like these um, opinion-based ones. Um, that have like, and this is a very specific example, but it's like, hey, what did the author feel about this thing, right? Or what did this person, whatever. And A, B, C, and D are like uh, an adverb and an ad uh, and an adjective, right? So it's like um, <laughs> annoyingly or uh, uh, frustratedly annoyed or uh, <laughs> overjoyed uh, something, something, right? It's all these two different words. Mm-hmm. I tell my students all the time, hey, literally simplify that down to, did the author think positively or negatively about this thing, right? Usually if you can just ask yourself positive or negative and you can go, well, no, the author liked that thing. Cool. Eliminate any answer that has any negative connotation, right? So uh, annoyed. Nope. The author couldn't be annoyed because they liked the thing, right? Were they frustrated? Nope. They weren't frustrated because they liked the thing. So now that I'm down to two answer choices, right? Usually you're not going to get rid of three just by asking positive or negative, but that is where you start. Um, And then once you're down to two, just say, what's the difference between these two? Well, they're both positive, but like D is really positive. Like (laughs) we're talking those videos from the fifties where like people are crying, seeing the Beatles positive, not that far. Like that's way too far. That's a distortion, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to pick the other one because it's a little bit more, a little bit more mellow. And that's what the author was. So that's, that's literally how you break down questions. Like what is it actually asking me? What is my job? Do I just have to understand like the tone that the author used throughout the whole thing for an opinion or is it scattered detail? Okay. My job to get my point here, I have to go back to the passage and find the evidence for these things. Right? So what is the question asking? What is your job to get your point? Um, and then just execute it, uh, which, you know, just execute it. How awful is that? Like step one, draw a circle, step two, draw the rest of the horse. Um, but essentially like those are the steps to get started in cars, especially if you're having a hard time just understanding like what they're asking. Um, or, you know, if you've ever looked at an answer choice and go like, how did they get that? Like what? So yeah, those are some like real baseline, like step zero points to start your, your MCAT cars prep. So, so just execute it. I think you whipped out the thesaurus to, uh, avoid Nike lawyers of just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You like that? (laughs) Yeah. Good job. Good job. So the, the biggest thing that I see day in and day out getting messages from students, uh, are immigrants, ESL students who just have this innate fear of the car section because they don't understand the idioms. They don't yeah. understand the sentence structure sometimes. Uh, they read it just fine, but but a lot of the times they'll just be talking so negatively, right? We, we went back a, a couple episodes. You said pre-meds are very hard on themselves, yep. right? 
I see this all the time with the car section, especially with ESL students of they'll be, they'll be reading and the whole time they're reading, they're like, I'm really slow at this. I don't understand this. My vocabulary is terrible. I don't understand idioms. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. Oh my gosh. And, and they're basically uh, self-prophesizing the fact that they're going to do bad because they're just telling themselves the whole time during the test that they're going to do bad, uh, at least that one section. And, and it, especially is true when I see like 129 in chem phys and 128 in bio biochem and 130 in psych soch. I'm like, you read just fine. Like you understand just fine. That's not the problem here. You're, you're self-destructing on the car section. What, what, what is something that you tell students in, in that situation? Um, first and foremost, be nicer to yourself. Uh, <laughs> mental health is very important. And, um, yeah, it's just, words are important. Don't, uh, don't be negative to yourself because it, it, it rubs off, uh, and it can make the whole thing kind of a negative experience. Um, BMCAT's fun, y'all. Like, yay. Um, <laughs> everyone just immediately like closed by and like, nope, they don't know what they're talking about. He said it's fun. Um, and yeah, so I totally, I, I, I absolutely know where you're coming from. Uh, the, the car section is challenging. Like, period, uh, full stop for everyone. Right. Um, especially if English is your second language and you're not as, you know, you haven't been exposed to it your whole life. Um, especially because a lot of these articles, like you said, use idioms, right? Um, there was one that said like the final nail in the coffin. And one of my students was like, what does this mean? I was like, Oh, it means like, it's the, the straw that broke the horse's back. And they're like, what does that mean? So like, it's, it's challenging sometimes, especially, I mean, you said, I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, just vocab. Even I have students who they are 100% born and bred in North America and they've been English speaking their entire life. And they're still like, I don't know what this word is. Like, I've never seen this before. Um, and that is another challenging thing, right? This isn't a spelling bee. I'm not going to tell my students to go hit the dictionary and everything and like <laughs> memorize words. In fact, we were just talking about how just passively memorizing things isn't a very good solution. Um, and so, yeah, like it, it, it's challenging in general. Uh First and foremost, the, the thing that I think students are going to care most about is how do I fix this, right? How do I get better? Um, and surprise, surprise, number one is by doing more cars passages. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on the way you look at it, there's no content to memorize for cars, right? You don't have to sit and memorize equations. You don't have to memorize formulas, which I think is part of the reason why so many students beat themselves up and go like, I'm going to do terrible in cars because... We are empirically based, like we love formulas, we love data, you know, so on and so forth. Most of my students have just done four years of science and never even took an English course. Yeah. Um, and so just right off the gate, it's I'm uncomfortable and unfamiliar and I'm going to do bad, right? So don't do this self-fulfilling prophecy thing that Ryan was talking about. Um, and number two, the only way to practice it because there is nothing to memorize is by doing just that, practicing it. So I tell my students daily cars passages, minimum, even on day one, like, hey, what's up, Hunter? I hear you're an MCAT tutor. I'm an MCAT student. I've never even heard of biology, right? It's like, oh, cool. Start doing daily cars passages, like day zero. Because yeah. um, the only way to get better at it is by practicing. The other thing, if you don't want to just burn through a million cars passages, and actually if you're at the point where understanding the concepts and like just your reading comprehension is at a point where like doing passages and practice isn't even going to help you because you are missing 100% of the questions. Then really at that point it is okay. Start by just reading complex and complicated literature. Um, this does not include any websites, any kind of like Reddit. Uh, there's no, you know, no magazines or anything like that. 
heck, even like novels that are, you know, fiction, nonfiction, like the for fun reading, mm-hmm. that doesn't even count. Um, I want y'all to be hitting Google Scholar and looking up like actual, you know, scientific papers, um, pick up the economist and read about how the economy is collapsing, et cetera, et cetera. Like read these really awful articles that are boring and dry and are about things you have no idea. Um, because guess what? The passages in cars are going to be boring and awful and you're going to have no idea what it's about. So that is another way to like practice your cars, um, without like sitting down and doing passages. (sighs) The car section, such, such a, uh, a scary thing for many people. And and I really liked it. I've never thought about it in that way before. Um, we as pre-meds, we live and die by every grade, by every quiz, by everything to constantly give us feedback on what we know, what we don't know, and how we're doing. And the car section doesn't do that. The car nope. section, you only know after. And and once you're done with that practice test, everything completely resets. You can't carry knowledge of the content from one to the other. And you have to do this complete kind of flip of expectations to go, well, I can't carry content from one to the other. I can carry experiences and and potential trends or things that I've seen um, from from one passage to the to the next from one full length to the next. Yeah, it's it's skills like that is what you're trying to practice is like these critical reading and analysis skills Um, and skills take longer to develop than just memorizing a piece of content. Right. Um, And so, yeah, that is 100 percent what you're doing. Every time you're doing a passage, you're working on these skills and like be conscious about what you're doing too. like, hey, the last time I did a cars passage, um, a I was over time. So I'm going to focus on my timing, try to go a little bit faster and B. I missed a bunch of those reasoning beyond the text question. So I'm going to really sit down and try to like figure out what's going on with those. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's skills. I tell my students all the time that like by the time they're done with either the class that we're in or like our tutoring sessions, they're going to have like uh, a Batman utility belt just full <laughs> of skills. And it's like, oh, they're asking me this kind of question. Wow, I've got a tool for that, right? Like that's really what the goal is uh, when it comes to like teaching cars. It's not... It's not BuzzFeed, like top 10 tips and tricks. It's like, no, let's teach you some valuable skills that unfortunately are not emphasized enough in like, you know, public education before this point. So critical reading, critical analysis, all those things um, are kind of the skills that we're, we're, we're trying to teach students. Um, And yeah, it can be really challenging, especially because again, this is outside of a lot of our wheelhouse. Um, I I think you'll like this. I tell all my students that um, outside of the car section, they are, brilliant individuals who have so much to contribute and their opinions matter. But as soon as the car section starts, their opinion does not matter at all. (laughs) And they don't exist. The only thing that exists is the passage in front of them. That is it. No outside information. Don't bring any of your wonderful knowledge to it. Um, Cars doesn't want none of that. All right. So there you have it. Hunter from blueprint MCAT live online. We, uh, it was a very interesting discussion about the car section and, and how to best tackle the car section without that outside knowledge. And, and you do better by leaving it at the door. Hope this was helpful. Don't forget to go check out blueprintmcat.com and see how their live online course can help keep you accountable when it comes to your MCAT prep. And as always, don't forget to sign up for a free account at blueprintmcat.com to get access to a half-length diagnostic 
which we're going to start covering here on the podcast soon. We're going to we're going to do a deep dive. Uh, you also get that full length one, which we recently have done a deep dive in, and you get access to their amazing study planner tool, sixteen hundred plus flashcards, and much more. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com. This is MedEd Media.